It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Vinnie Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. That's what we do each and every week. Back in here, Terry, traveling TB Brown, <laughs> Finney Hardy. Yeah. Cats Talk Wednesday, BS3 Network, man. How we doing? How you How you holding up, man? Doing good. I, I finally figured out if you ever wondered, hey, I'm in an airport. What would happen if a tornado uh, warning happened? I figured that out at a hair airport last night. So uh, they send you to the underground tunnels in case you were wondering. Underground. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, Between the concourses, only a couple thousand people. It was, yeah. Only. <laughs> it, it, it was not great. Mm. So you the Wi-Fi this. went down. I was watching the game last night. Okay. I was flying back from Louisville. Yeah. I found a bar. I was like, yeah, give me a little something and found the game. I was like, oh, okay. Kentucky, Mississippi State, great. And of course, they weren't playing great. Mm-hmm. But right when they started making that run the second half, the gentleman gets on the intercom. You need to shelter in place. Attention <laughs> over here. And I'm like, where are we supposed to go? And they're like, get away from the windows. I'm like, the whole concourse is glass. What are you talking right, about? For real. So I just followed the crowd. I was like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, saving sound, saving sound. So the tunnels are a little cramped with all y'all in little, there. A little, little cramped between uh, concourse between B and C, as oh. is where I was yesterday. Terminal one between B and C. So that's so got, where I was for about 20, 25 minutes. You got your. But Charlotte Douglas Airport story, and now you got O'Hare <laughs> International. Well, just the- that's right. That's right. I'm watching all these games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because the, the, the Wi Fi wasn't working and you know the cell service was not great. So I'm just watching that ESPN, not the video feed, but like two point basket. I'm like, what okay. is going on here? <laughs> it was uh. It was ridiculous. And the past two games, man, first of all, you know, the, I think we just hit another three on Alabama if we, you know, keeping the record. And, you know, Justin Edwards going crazy that game and Reed Shepard taking over down the stretch last night. And... It, it's pick your poison with this team at this point. They figured it out. I think I've seen some numbers and, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm not an analytics guy, but the defense has gotten markedly better. It's passed the eye test. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 excited, especially gritting out that game last night. They weren't playing great for mm-hmm. a big chunk of it, but if you can win on the road, you can win on the road. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know something to build on. You know, you I was a Thiero and Reed in the post game, and you know, like, hey, glad to get one to go our way. We know what happened last week at LSU, and, yep. and that didn't go our way, and and to get it to go. Our way is good to get one, and it was, and you know they made it a little hard. It should have been once they 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 broke them and kind of got up eight. I'm like okay, and then we're tied. Yeah. I'm like oh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you know, Reed did whatever he wanted to do. You know, he hit clutch shots, hit his free throws. You know, getting in the lane, um, the floater, which uh, like you you put on social media how much you loved the, the, the mid-range the mid-range floater the worst uh, shot 
that the analysts don't want you to take that off your wrong order. foot, off the wrong yeah. foot, too. Yeah. In, in isolation, it's a terrible shot. <laughs> in isolation, it just is. But you know, good players make terrible shots. That's kind of how it goes. So yeah. um yeah. You gotta give credit to we we love to, you know, if, if Kentucky loses or something, we just focus on what they did wrong and you know, to quote your, your guy Phil Jackson back when he was coaching the Lakers, I forget which time. One time they were asking him in the media what went wrong, and he was like, give them some bleeping credit. I mean, for real. Like, got to get the other team credit. The homie uh, Hubbard, Josh Hubbard, is a bad rascal too. He's like their Dillingham. He exploded. Yeah. It was cool to see him and Reed on Twitter, you know, game-recognizing game earlier today uh, because – yeah, you know, we heard about him when they played in Lexington, and he kind of struggled. He didn't have a good night, but you know he was up to the as good as advertised last night, and and did his best to bring him back. And, and he scared us all to death there at the end. Yeah, well, well, keep in mind, you know, the SEC has not been known as a basketball conference, okay, mm-hmm. historically, but it's not like Gonzaga in the WCC, where it's them. <laughs> And they're beating everybody by 20 points. Yes, mm. Kentucky's been dominant for the last 40, 50, 60 years. But there hasn't been any cakewalks, right? Going down to Starkville and winning takes a little bit. Going into Baton Rouge and winning. Going down to Athens. You know, it's like, you keep in mind, you know, Dominique Wilkins played at Georgia, right? Like, we had to mm-hmm. that be good. Charles Barkley at Auburn. Like, mm-hmm. there have been good, good players and good teams just because, yeah, just because they haven't, you know, gotten to Final Fours or whatnot doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's walk. And last night was emblematic of that. You know, yeah. most people from outside the SEC sphere will say, eh, you know, Starkville, Mississippi State, that's a good, solid team, mm-hmm. you know, and, and can make the tournament and win a game or two. Like and that's Cal where State, a lot they, of these, They beat huh? Tennessee and Auburn. Like Cal said, they beat Tennessee and Auburn down there. Yeah, Already. so it's, yeah. it's a tough place to play. So mm-hmm. anytime you can get a road win, uh, that's good. So I think the Cats are trending better. Uh, hopefully get Trey Mitchell back and 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 kind of round out everything. Is I mean, it's March in two days. It is. So mm-hmm. it, it's time. It's time to do it. So they're putting together their best performances this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So it's good to. Good to see. You know, you get Arkansas this weekend and then Vanderbilt and Tennessee, and that's it. It's, that's it. You know, that's it. Coming. So uh but they prevented a court storm. <laughs> I know that's become a, a, a thing. Um I guess I gotta be old man at the cloud, yelling at the cloud. Uh oh. I've been against court storming. Mm. Yes, I know there haven't been any quote-unquote major incidents. There have been some. Bystanders have been hurt, uh, different things like that. So it's not been completely without blemish. Yeah. We don't need non-players, non-coaches on the court, on the field. I get it. It used to be something, hey, we beat Tennessee for the first time in 40 years. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. I get, you know, Ole Miss, I, you know, they beat, when they beat Kentucky for the first time 
I think in 98, they beat Kentucky for like the first time since 1920 something. I get mm-hmm. that, right? Beating Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. But Wake Forest, they beat Duke just last year. <laughs> and it, now it seems like we're getting three or four of these a week. The frequency is my concern. Mm. And I think if you keep doing something that's more and more dangerous, the frequency increases the risk. That's the first part. Two, I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. We love sports. We hate athletes. (laughs) They are our gladiators. We don't see them as fully human. It's only a matter of time before some college kid, someone who's probably been overserved, tries to make a point on opposing player coming off the court. Mm. And when people broke down the Filipowski Duke thing with the Zapruder film, like, oh, he's trying to make contact. Yeah, there's going to be an athlete who's going to try to get off the court and we're going to have a completely avoidable situation. That's That's And so what they sell us about college is the difference is it's the passion, right? It's the it's the mm-hmm. fan bases, you know. It's the it's the twelfth man at A and M. It's it's a hundred and twenty thousand people at 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 the big house in Michigan, and fans are part of it. And the Duke, uh, the Cameron crazies, they're right there on top of you. The fans are not part of what goes on. They are not part of it. They are not an integral part to what goes on. But no. we gas them up. ESPN mm-hmm. shows it. Fox shows it. Uh, all that they 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 you know run on the court. They 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 gas it up. Mm-hmm. And we keep adding gasoline to the fire, and it's something is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when it does, we can't be like, well, you know. <laughs> that's the you make good points. And and I'm- and yeah, I mean that's that's my point. And also. You know, I'll say it. You're African-American. I'm African-American. And I will say this. At no point in time in American history can 3,000 African-Americans be a place they ain't supposed to be and it be okay. Hmm. And <laughs> that's all that, all that said, I'm, and I'm still in the other camp. I'm like, it's, you know, it's, I get the that you've been against it, like get you've been the what the old man barking at the cloud or whatever on the Simpsons, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean if they tweet it a little bit, fine, but I'm I'm all right with it. I storm the court when we beat Tennessee. Do I have to storm it every time? Should wake storm every time they beat Duke? Probably not, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm it, fine. we're gonna ha- we're gonna have something. We keep we keep th- this up and we keep building up and look. If we just say it's part of it, keep it moving. But now the opposite side, the side opposite me is, this is great. We need this. Man, these college kids are hearing that. We're part of it. (laughs) And the thing about Wake, the game wasn't over. Right. Now, they got to. So, I mean, now they realize, like, hey, we can do this whenever we want, is what people are telling me. Hmm. So don't be surprised. When they do it, that's all I'm saying is when something bad happens, 
And I see the way we talk about athletes on social media, the sports shows. I, I see the way we treat athletes. Somebody going to try to make a name for themselves. Some kid. Well, these athletes, you know, like when Caitlin Clark, she tried to, these, you, drawing a, a, like, why would, why would someone draw a foul call in a situation like that? You're Caitlin Clark. You're making X amount of money, NIL, potential pro career. Why would you potentially try to injure yourself (laughs) by exaggerating contact? The math ain't mathing. Yeah, that was Filipowski is going to, you know, he's a Duke guy, whatever. He's going to the league. Mm-hmm. What would it what would the benefit be to him to exaggerate the contact? What's the benefit? Mm-hmm. In the same video, I saw hey, one of those wake they put their hands on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as we're as long as we're okay with athletes putting their hands on fans. Hey. <laughs> Cause my whole thing is y'all want to keep doing it, fine. Y'all want to yeah. have people rush the court. But if if I'm uh Coach Cal, if I'm John Shire, if I'm whoever, oh give me some dudes. Mm. Give me some dudes <laughs> that are barely barely uh in college in the first place. <laughs> Clear us a path. I mean if that's if that's what y'all want. Right. If, right. if if y'all want to just have them out there and do what, fine. I'm I'm fine with that. But don't be surprised when the athlete is like, "I'm not here for this. I'm not here for somebody in my face. We just lost a game. I'm not here for it." Mm, yeah. And and Kentucky possible. fans, do y'all not remember Darius Miller? Yeah. I forgot who picked him up. Almost got swallowed up by the crowd. Y'all don't remember that? Hmm. Because he fell on the Watford shot to block it. Right. I can't remember the player who, who got him to his feet. That could have been disastrous. Yeah. But it's cool. It, it looks good on TV. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Football's different because those dudes got pads. <laughs> yeah. But basketball, you just out here in a tank top and shorts. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I told you so, because I hope nothing bad happens. Yeah. But I, but I know might- people. You might be in the, you know, you might be. I told you so. I'm. We've been we've been doing this for fifty years. Yeah, but the regularity is going up. The veritrol that the the uh, uh, athletes are facing. Yeah. 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 It's a recipe. Something bad going to happen. Could be for sure. We got a couple of guests coming up too. We get to them in just a second. We got uh, Scotty Fries, who is has got a nice little tune on Spotify about Reed and Rob. Saw him on these Twitter streets, and he's gonna come on and talk about a single he just put out a few weeks ago. Uh, Carol Smith, we tried her a few weeks ago, had a couple technical difficulties. Gonna get her back on as well. And I think she, she's a rep every game. It's her and her husband tweeting out that selfie. They like been season ticket holders for well, we'll find out how long we can get her on here. Gotta talk about the autograph app 2TB. We partnered up with the autograph app where you get rewarded for listening to our show. Consume all sorts of UK content. The app, co-founded by Tom Brady, is redefined the fan experience by letting users earn points for the acts of fandom they take every day, like listening to this show. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to all your favorite Kentucky content in one place. 
and offers rewards like tickets, exclusive merchandise, and more. You already listened to our show, but now you can earn points and get rewarded for it. Absolutely. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Phantom Rewarded and download it for free. Today, using referral code CATSTALK, C-A-T-S-T-A-L-K. The link in the code will also be in this podcast description. Download the app. You get points for every article you read, every podcast you listen to. If you got something you submit as a fan, you get points for that. Check the leaderboard, your standings. You can see where you rank. They always drop in tickets. They got tickets. They had tickets to Alabama games, sixteen dollars each. They had you know ticket packages. I think they got stuff for Arkansas coming up this weekend. Sixteen tickets, man. Yeah, yeah. So good stuff, and we appreciate them. Partner up with us uh, here on Cast Talk Wednesday. Um, we got to get some some congratulations out there too, because I know you uh, before you hop off because you're. We don't talk a lot of high school basketball, but you went to Seneca, who's in the seventh region. Mm-hmm. I'm in Harlan County, which is thirteenth region, and you sent me a little tweet about. Uh, I think y'all got the Player of the Year for y'all's region in the seventh region. Got, yeah, man. Yeah, who y'all? Who was it? I'm going to find you a text. Gotta give him some love. And 13th region got the player of the year for, for the Black Bears, too. So. Kel Ron House, 7th region player of the year, the Seneca High School. I think this might be our first region player of the year in a long time. Hmm. Going back to the Tony Kimbrough days. Okay. All right. So congratulations to the young man, Mr. House. And it's going to be, you know, district tournament time, state tournament time, all this. Like you said, it's March in two days. So all that's coming right up. Uh, yeah, got to say congratulations to Trent Noah for the Harlan County Black Bears, who is uh, going to his senior year. He just broke the record for scoring in Harlan County, period. That was held by Charles Thomas, who I'm sure you remember from that Minnesota team in 97. Yeah. Uh, that's Wildcat Corey about him when they played Harlan, and he still <laughs> talking about that time they played Harlan. So yeah. Tr- Trent broke Charles's scoring record, and so he's closing in on 3,400 career points and committed to South Carolina. So now my only hope, congratulations, my hope is that he doesn't pull a Chris Lofton and light us up in Rupp Arena. But yeah. uh, he's he's on his way to Columbia, and they, as we know, they got a squad down there. Lamont Parrish got a squad. <laughs> so congrats yeah. to Trent, man. For, for yeah, absolutely. Getting... Look at us. Our alma mater is uh, uh, shining bright. That's it. And I still, man, just the fact that way back, you know, Ron Kane coached football for you guys and then came to Cumberland. And I mean, mm-hmm. that link, that connection is, you know, yeah. from, from Seneca to Cumberland is just it's something else. Um, I'm going to get the link to uh, Scotty right quick, get him the email. But uh, definitely had to talk about that. Got backtracked too about uh, our guy, Freddie. Maggie, who's been on here a lot, we talked about his article. It's okay not to be okay, but we never did mention the fact that you know, I knew, and we all knew at home that you know, Freddie was colorblind, and that's that little stuff in a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody, everybody knows everybody. Up, yeah, knowing that, and but you saw a few weeks ago where he got those glasses where he was able to see color for the first time, and just stuff we take for granted, you know. The blue sky is pretty. The green grass is pretty. We know that. We've been seeing that our whole life. But to yeah. go 40, 50 plus years and never see that and then put on some glasses and see that, that has to be an amazing experience for that, you know, so for those who've been able to, to 
do that and like, whoa, this yeah. is what, wow. I, my good friend Ralph uh, was colorblind or is colorblind and just because uh, I'm trying to remember how I figured it out. Huh. I'm uh -huh. trying to remember. We were watching something. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's red. Like, what? But anyway, I, I, I got you. Yeah. Good to see Freddie. Uh, that's a good video of him seeing color for the first time. Yeah. And going back to, you know, Alabama, you know, just to Edwards, you know, people getting impatient with him or wanting to write him off and everything he'd been going through off the court. You know, it doesn't rain all the time. You know, him and Reed talking about, you know, a mental approach and, and sticking with it. And he was able to, you know, we saw him break through. Cal kept playing him. People getting mad at Cal for continuing to do that. And it all paid off for him. Well, we got a gripe about the lineups, right? That's the oh. that's the new thing. When yeah. especially when we got a gripe about that. I see a lot of people. We got to give it to Reed. Reed and Reed played well last night. He also played like 36 minutes. Like, mm -hmm. okay, he didn't start, but he like I, I don't you can't play. Five dudes, 40 minutes a game. Right. Like you can't. That's been the that's been the trigger, the issue the last few seasons. The Ty Ty Washington, Kellen Grady team, right? Mm -hmm. These had tired legs. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can be Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> it just <laughs> these are our guys. Yeah, run them in the ground. <laughs> You know that way when the when the playoffs and stuff come, they they, they got dead legs. Mm hmm. Yeah. Or you know they they love to say that about was it it wasn't was it Dusty they said used to wear his bullpen out or that's what the Reds fans would say. But oh well, the Cubs fans too they blame him. Oh, the Cubs for, too. Okay. Uh, for Mark Pryor <laughs> and uh, uh, Kerry Wood. Hmm. They blame. I look. I don't know enough to. Uh, I don't know enough baseball stuff to know that, to have an opinion. But as I've told some of our mutual Cubs fans, uh, yeah, I ain't here for Dusty Baker slander. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's one of those uh, one of those doppelganger picks. You do that and you do uh, yeah. Alonzo from from uh, training day. And <laughs> periodically, it'll be on your timeline. <laughs> you with the Cubs hat with the two pick. You I'm ridiculous. <laughs> it's 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 clear. I'm 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 ridiculous. It is very clear. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. So um great win last night to yeah, like you said to go down there in a tough place and and it's a step. It's a step, you know. You thought we might see it against LSU. You go down there and beat Auburn. Okay, let's keep it rolling in, in Baton Rouge. You had a little slip up. You beat Alabama down. You go on the road again, and like you said, it's tough on the road. And it is is tough. But the th the thing is, the team hasn't been that far. Like I know that mm -hmm. uh, you know, close only counts in horseshoes and grenades, right? And there's no moral victories here. But honestly, a possession against A and M. A possession against Florida, uh, a possession, you know, was it seven losses? How many? Like, Wilmington was off the rails, okay. South Carolina yeah. off the rails. But the rest of them, even Tennessee, you know, you are like, if we can get two or three possessions together, Gonzaga, like if we could yeah. do that. So it hasn't been like, 
what are we doing? It's like, we just got to figure out how can we put three stops together and score mm-hmm. three times? Mm-hmm. Cause that's what happened against Alabama. Alabama had like three or four empty possessions. And that one lineup, I think went like 27 and eight, you know, on that run for that stretch. Like that's what we can do. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And to, to, to keep fighting like they did, you know, like and it, you know, down eight at half and then it balloons up to 13 and they're like, oh, and they just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And, you know. that, that that's that confidence because they had not yet seen, uh, you know, where they were able to seal the deal like that, right? In a in mm-hmm. a you know, and and that was good because they're mm-hmm. going to have to do it if they're going to win six straight here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you you, you got to do it. We're to the point now. We it's got to get done. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, you just have to ride that hot hand. Yep, yeah. and they got. Plenty of hot hands, you know. They got, like you said, pick your poison at the yeah. very beginning. Uh, we got our guests getting connected in the back. Uh, the BS3 right. Network Green Room, uh, the Kentucky Vibe Coordinator, what he calls himself. Reed and Rob is on Spotify as well as other platforms out right now. Gonna give our listeners a little, a little taste. I hope, I hope I don't get in trouble playing his phone right before we, before we have him on here. Scotty Fry is backstage. We're going to bring him on right now. Talk a little reading, Rob, and talk some chat. Yeah, I'm on my phone. I'm Reed. Yeah, Oh, man. Oh, man. I'll get you going. I'll get you going. We need it. Man. How you doing, man? Appreciate you hopping on here with us. Man, I'm doing good. I'm cracking up because I just came back from uh, being – in Florida over the weekend, so I was in the airport too. It was just like it's marveling. Airports always be getting you just in weird situations. Like, how are we end up here? <laughs> yeah, TB's always like he's he he hopped on for a minute, but he's about dead. He's been traveling. He they had the tornado warning and stuff. You heard him and and yeah, <laughs> he was you know he's a big 49ers fan. I'm we outside of Kentucky, we we agree on nothing. So that's how that's the whole yeah. foundation of this podcast. So he was. Watching the Niners beat my Cowboys last year, and he was in the airport, and you know he was having to try to catch what he could before he hit the plane. So he got some airport stories, man. But uh, man, I, I, it's too soon to bring up the Super Bowl again. We're gonna let that one lie for a second, man. For real, you are not a fan. No, no, nah, I'm 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 more a Bengals fan for regional rooting, but man, it, it's so close. It's just hard to root against, or pick, really pick against Mahomes, even if you're rooting against them, like. His track record just—it's hard to do. Yeah, you give him a, this much time, he gonna he gonna kill you. You know. <laughs> yeah, the secret ingredient, Mike Edwards, on the back end of that defense. That's he right. Tampa Bay get one too. It was interesting. I I was living in Lexington and was a neighbor of his. His like senior year, going into senior year at UK. And oh, cool. When he came back, I saw him in the parking lot, and I was like, "Man, good on you for coming back. You're gonna have a long <laughs> career." And I'm telling you, like. He's been someone where people talk about Josh Allen, but he's been such a success story too. It's cool to see that and getting a championship back for Kentucky purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he got got two rings, and you know the the only loss Mahomes got in the Super Bowl. Mike was part of that. Then he went and joined them, got another one. So yeah, man. I know when he joined, I had a feeling they may put another one on the board. 
So tell us a little about you, man. You are you from Kentucky? From Lexington? Yeah, yeah. Man, um, I've grown up here in Lexington. My dad is a professor at the university, the UK, and my mom is a recently retired priest, Episcopal minister. But um, yeah, I, I went to uh, Garner Springs Elementary, then on to Dunbar for high school, and then graduated from UK too. And um, I've just stayed in the area, wanted to be close to family. And two, because I just love Kentucky, for real. I think outside looking in, if people haven't visited or don't know, you know, they might have kind of their own perceptions or opinions. But, man, we just have really genuine quality people, feel like really good kind of quality living in middle ground. I mean, all things being equal, it's just so expensive nowadays. I come back home to Kentucky for being in Florida. I was like, I'm glad I'm in Kentucky. Tell you what. Uh (laughs) And. As sometimes, you know, we see maybe we're the last to see stuff kind of escalate, you know, the poor people out in California where they I mean, it's been expensive for years out there and yeah. like you say, other places. And then you come back home and it's it's like, man, it is not as bad as it is in the Floridas or the Californians or the New Yorks or the, those places like that. So, yeah. It, you know, yeah. We miss out on we miss some of that, which is which is a good thing. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, no, pretty much grown up and spent most of my life here in Lexington. And uh, I've done music for a long time, too. So it's kind of funny that I've never had a UK one. But through the years, you know, there's been some songs around the team and stuff like that. But like, I, I don't know, there, were, there was never a song really that I felt like was like great musically. It's not uh-huh. to say that this is, but, you know, I feel like people just rallied around like the John Wall song just because they love that team. Yeah. And you know, people definitely love this team, but I pride myself on making something that I feel like would be catchy and actually like topically relevant. So the feedback's been uh, really, really awesome to see. That's good because you you get the nail on the head. There's been songs throughout the years. I mean, I mean, Joe Hall did a country song way back in the day. <laughs> I think so. I forget the name of it. I'm trying to Google it, and I think there were songs about Jack Givens and stuff in the '70s. I mean, it's yeah. you know the. You know, look, we, you know how we are as a fan base. You know, the passion's always been there, uh, whether the music hit or not. But there's been songs about teams through the years. So, uh, I, I think I saw somebody retweet you or something. I was like, oh, okay. And so I, like, I got to give us a listen. And then, you know, followed each other. I was like, I get this, get this dude on the show, man. And, and like you said, it, did, it sounded really good. And, you know, I'm an old head, and, and but I, hey, it, you, you hit it, man. It, it, it's it. one of those things that's interesting because the feedback I've gotten from people too has been kind of a wide swath and a lot of people that don't even really like rap or hip-hop necessarily but sometimes there's almost a barrier to entry they feel like they're maybe not culturally hip or they're like I don't know what they're saying so I can't like get down with it but like having something where it's like rap but it's also like topically relevant where they're like I get what they're talking about you talking about the players etc it's just it's fun and it, it's open-ended where you know, people that aren't even fans of UK have responded to me and like, my dad's named Rob. I love this song. It makes me think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's great. Like, oh, it's wherever it reaches you, you know. So you're getting the every, the every man with it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure. So when when did you start doing music? Were you like, you know, grade school? Just on yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, um, uh, grade school music class in town in Lexington, actually in um, – elementary school in garden springs we had a really really good music program and that just kind of from a young age had me interested in music and um my mom being in church and my dad also was singing a choir that kind of like was something that came to naturally 
and also Southern Choir too. So I was drawn into music, but um, it was really kind of, ironically enough, the golden era of hip hop and like seeing Chappelle show, most stuff on Chappelle show. That was the first thing that really got me into rap, rap. Okay. Where I was like, okay, this is awesome. And like yeah. culturally relevant stuff, you know, in the verse that really struck me, it was, you know, most devs be freestyle where he was talking about Iraq and the West Bank and stuff that Ooh. 20 years later is still going on. And it's like, Ooh. man, music is so enduring where you don't even know sometimes how relevant or relatable it will be down the line. And yeah. uh, that's such a powerful thing because you can't have such an exciting and, you know, connected fan base. And we rally around something like that. It's almost like the team does too. And like, you know, everyone just feels that energy, but we, we really seen that this year. And I mean, the, the songs write themselves. Every time Reed and Robbie get in the game, it's like, man, they're on a job. They be getting it done. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that's what I was wanting too. Cause this, you know, Reed and Rob, you, you released it in what, January? Is that what Yeah. It? Yeah. And honestly, it was really probably like midway through non-conference season where I was just thinking about, it. but after one of our games, I think it was um, maybe the last one before we played uh, North Carolina, either Wilmington or in between, but that hook was just in my head. I was walking my dog, he's over on the couch here, but I was just like picking up trash. I was like, yeah, I'm on my job. Yeah. And <laughs> one, of, one of my friends, Paul, Paul Miller, one of my best friends, he um, knows some of the people over at KSR. So he's like, well, if you drop this then you know, I'll send it to them and see what they think. But I still had to find the beat and I've released over a hundred plus songs over eight yeah. plus projects and done shows like Mike Jones and Afro man and like kind of all across the board, but it, it really is finding that right beat or that backdrop to make it good. And like, we were just on YouTube scrolling and like the second beat we found was like, it was just it. I turned and was like, I think this is it, man. And it, it just came together really quickly and recorded on the first Sunday of this year. God's plan. I don't usually record on Sunday, but things are good. We we're like, man, we got feeling. I told my engineer, I was like, man, I think we might have one. So that's, I mean, that was, uh, you know, wanted to ask about the creative process that you're that you're going into now because, you know, I was telling my little boys that I was going to have you on and was playing it for them, and they, it's not like they're juniors or seniors. They've only been, you know, we knew Reed was coming, we knew Rob was coming, yeah. and then like you had to wait and see if they're going to be good or did you just. Did it just hit you like the first game they balled out or, or when, when did it, it was kind of in your mind? To be honest, you know, the hook or music is kind of a life imitates art where like I'll think of something or maybe a song will come as most artists or people kind of have. And my dad wrote poetry even before I was born. So a lot of that's kind of a natural instinct where I'll have an idea or hear something that will maybe formulate for a couple of weeks or months or whatever, maybe. But to be honest, it was all the way back to – like Global Jam in the summer when they were mm -hmm. playing and how they looked and like, you know, Reed's like first games where he's blocking shots and getting steals and dunking and everybody's like, okay, he may actually be really good. Mm -hmm. And then in the blue and white game when Rob scores like 40-something points, you're like, okay, like it might be really, really good. And it's weird because, you know, as a fan base, UK is such a knowledgeable fan base that it's yeah. easy to think or see stuff and like, well, How'd you do that? Or you didn't cover that close out or miss on the pick and roll or whatever else. But in the heat of the moment, it's hard. And like, you know, you got to trust in coaching and practice to get those things together. And, you know, win, lose, or draw, we we kind of learned from the lesson the last week at LSU about how we did it with this one. It's like, hey, we claw back again, but this time we got the buzzer beater. Mm -hmm. And just to be able to 
to see that progress. I, I think a lot of us, it, it's a little stretch where, you know, they were six and six in their last 12 up and down. I think yeah. a lot of people thought, well, okay, they figured it out at Auburn because you, you go down there and lead from wire to wire yeah. and, and beat them for the first their first loss on their court in who knows how long. It, okay, yeah. we'll roll to LSU and, and just keep it going and you end up and, – and you had a 15-point lead and just couldn't knock them out. Yeah. That, you know, and – yeah. Until you bounce back and just destroy Bama, and then you go to Starkville, who they've beaten Tennessee and Auburn there, so you know mm-hmm. it's going to be tough going in. And then mm-hmm. to get down thirteen and then fight, man, that was, you know, well, they're growing up before our eyes, and mm-hmm. you know, outside of where you know if they're representing us and they got you know Kentucky on their chest and stuff like that, then as a fan base, we got to support them too and rep them. Be like, hey, like win, lose, or draw, like do your best. And when we were playing at Ole Miss to start that streak, we'd lost three straight at home. And yeah. I got some tickets from a, a partner in front of my real estate office, my boss, Michael Prather. And he, he gave me Cecil Low Arena. He was like, hey, I can't go tonight, but, you know, I thought you might like these. You know, my son likes your song too. Like, you know, hopefully good luck charm. And I was in there behind the basket in the first half when Ole Miss was playing. And they said the players only meeting we're talking about, and I really believe they did. I mean – I don't care to be out in public and, you know, cheer. It's a game. You know, you're mm-hmm. supposed to. Every time they had the ball on defense, I was yelling my head off. Like, oh, look at it. And this, this one behind me pulled on my shirt was like, can you sit down? Like, I was like, honestly, we've lost three straight games at home. I can't for this one. Like, right. we we need the home court advantage. You Like, mm-hmm. anything you do, it's going to be more difficult if there's extra noise, extra adversity, extra anything. And – for all the greatness of our fan base, we often in home games are just kind of waiting for the show to be put on instead of yeah. like cheering start to finish. And mm-hmm. that's not a question when you watch Kansas come on or Duke come on or North Carolina come on. It's it's rowdy the whole time. And yeah. I think that would have made the difference in one-point losses to Florida and narrow misses to Gonzaga and all these other ones and not being healthy the whole time too. Mm-hmm. Did it – did did your enthusiasm rub off on any of those around you, or was every were you in a minority where everybody was like, "Man, sit down"? Because we the lower bowl has that no reputation for all the that. wrong reasons. I'm, I'm glad you asked that because it did, and a couple of people by me were cheering too. But the woman, I didn't get her name. She kind of pulled on my shirt and asked me to sit down. And this happened also a few years ago when I was attending a Mississippi State game, and they said, "Can you not cheer so loud?" And I said, "Hey, I mean." if we're here, we got to make our impact fail. And I was like, if you don't want to cheer as much, then you can watch from home. But like, that is sports. That's literally a sporting event. Like if you're at the game and you didn't cheer, then I feel like you can't complain about the outcome because you didn't necessarily do your part to maybe influence it for your team or who you're rooting for. So you're saying the fans at Mississippi state with all that cowbell ask you to, to no, down. so not in Mississippi State. This was the time when we were playing Mississippi State in Lexington. So okay. this was maybe like Keon Brooks freshman year. But even funnier because it was a Kentucky fan who was like, hey, can you not be so loud? And I'm like, I don't know if this is ruining your experience, but like I, I hope you would also want to cheer equally so we can <laughs> get a yeah. end result we want. Like we yeah. need some we need some fan support. Yeah, to have that raucous atmosphere that Kentucky has to face. Every game on the road, you know, 
every time. And it's interesting because, you know, kind of that mystique is gone when we lose those home games or the way that we have. But all these ones were ones where you look at it and it's like the performances were there. You know, the Florida game, Reed and Rob both at 20 points. Ugana almost had a triple-double with like 16 rebounds. I mean, they're playing really well and they're learning through his mistakes, which is a reflection of the SEC having six top 20 teams. It's just a better league than it's been in the last few years, and I think anybody that's really a basketball fan can see that. Yeah, as what Tennessee and Auburn just started, it's 14-13 Tennessee, but you know Auburn, you know top fifteen now for the past few years because you know Pearls got them turned around. Like he, he did the same thing at Tennessee because they were in the in the trash before he got there. So. Hey man, it's, it's it's wild to see, right? Because we have these entrenched coaches, and across the conference now, I feel like it's the highest level of consistent coaching quality that's been there. And I mean, I love Frank Martin, and then you see Lamont Paris, and he's maybe even better. It's yeah. like you know, that's that's a big upgrade for real. Yeah, I'm I'm from Southeastern Kentucky, born and raised in Harlan County, and. Mm. All the the high school I went to Cumberland is consolidated now. It's it's one big county school, Harlan County yeah. High School, and you know Trent Noah, who is 13th Region Player of the Year, committed to South Carolina. And so now, my hope is he doesn't pull a Chris Lofton on us when he comes back to play. Uh, damn, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, that's the one thing for me where there's been a lot of pictures posted today too and stuff showing like Reed is a little kid and like in a headlock with you know Demarcus Cousins and like there's pictures of him with Carl Anthony Towns and you know everyone just assumes that he's going to jump to the draft and like the NBA money and whatever else appeals to him. And I think being a legacy recruit, the son of two basketball kind of studs and like a two-time national champion, I think getting a championship for Kentucky as a lifelong fan and now player may mean more to him than getting that NBA check because that's pretty much going to be there regardless. And I think that, like, you know, you always pray for health and good things, but that kid's just destined for stardom. Like, he just yeah. he has that extra if factor you can't coach. And just, just flat took over last night, man. Just <laughs> Especially last minute of the game, like the blocks, the steals, and – even when he had the turnover, he's so quick to make up for it. Yeah, absolutely. So who was your favorite player growing up? You know, lifelong Kentucky fan, if you had to pick. Maybe it's putting you in a tough spot, but who? Man, I know. I actually am friends with him now, and I'm blessed to have this relationship. Ramel Bradley is one of my all-time favorite players. He's really, really somebody that's underrated. And I think looking back, he was a fantastic player. But, um, man, that's such a good question. Uh, it's funny. I think somebody who's underrated that I really enjoyed, and he was there actually when I was a student at UK and I graduated in 2015, but I really loved Deron Lamb. And I had classes with Deron. And um, I'm, I'm telling you, he was just one of those players where he was incredibly clutch. And he, I think, meant as much to that title run as Anthony Davis or Kid Gilchrist or anybody else, Darius Miller, the list goes on. And, like, he doesn't necessarily get his flowers as he should. But mm -hmm. he is one of those guards that I think, you know, when he was on it, it was very hard to stop. Yeah, definitely, definitely. My 11-year-old uh, wanted me to ask you, too, uh, you already answered the first part that this was – Reed and Rob was your first UK theme song. Do you have any more UK 
theme music I, in the work. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have any as of now that are recorded, but um, I've had other people ask for stuff like that. It's funny because in the creative process when stuff is just in the moment, it comes together naturally. And I think sometimes people maybe fall, you know, into the trap of trying to recreate the same thing or maybe catch lightning in a bottle twice. And what's funny for me is I have a long catalog of music, but, you know, this is one of my first songs that is just outright no cuss words and not by design, but, you know, you might slip in one here or there. And it was awesome to see a song that people reacted to for the music and also the content that didn't have any kind of cussing in it because it goes to show you don't necessarily need that to display the word player lyricism. And that's something I've always taken pride in too. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe a Dan Key and Barry and song for the ah, Okay. For okay. Uh, some Brock Vandegrift. Mm, you know. Dan and B, we'll see. Man, oh man. Uh, Liam Cohen, like I said, I was down in Tampa Bay. I, I see why he headed down there. He's like, you know what? I'm, out of, I'm getting out of town. I'm gone. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was yeah he was he was persona non grata there in our neck of the woods because of that well, well you the one said nobody nobody made you say i'm gonna put down roots here he, he said yeah, that. And yeah. it's oh. weird when you say that kind of stuff too and i don't know <laughs> but you know i think that's something that we don't necessarily appreciate it's just like the difficulties of winning at a high level in sport and when you see Nick Saban leaving where he has 200 wins and less than 30 losses, <laughs> it's like, yo, like you, you, you got the organization top to bottom. And it's hard to have a juggernaut because you're counting on, you know, a bunch of egos coming together and meshing, people's work ethics, everyone being aligned for the same goal. And I think what's been so awesome for this year's team and the fan base is you can see how passionate they are and how much they care for each other. And yeah, I mean – their smiles on their faces and reactions when they're winning and stuff like that. Like it just has that feeling of a special season. And uh, mm-hmm. the last title was in a leap year too. So I think the stars might be aligned for us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, man, Scotty, um, definitely appreciate you taking the time to hop on, getting a, a message from a dude you don't even know about hopping on and you, you were kind enough to do it. Yes, where can everybody where can everybody find read and rob where is it available at i listen on spotify but where can everybody get it and, and access your yeah. music man? as you said on spotify or anywhere else and that's spelled like the players names read and then the and or ampersand symbol rob and um youtube soundcloud apple music title any kind of platforms like that where you may listen to music amazon play stuff like that it's on there and I said I got a big back catalog, 100 plus tracks. So anything that you like, dropped it out last year. Been outside, there's some good stuff. So man, it's just it's a great combination for me. Exciting, having done music now for 10 plus years, and to get something or released it now at least for 10 plus years, get something that has the fan base so hyped. And I'll tell you, I got a feeling, Vinny. I don't think we're done yet, man. I think we're only getting getting better. You're on to something, man. You're on to something. So yeah, keep it going, and definitely looking forward to the next one. Uh, Jason Huber commented, Shimu Evans was his guy growing up. Uh, and for me, like I'm older too, but I think I, I, love Anderson, that, yeah. I was a little too young for Rex. I was eight or nine mm-hmm. when he was there, but Derek Anderson was kind of, you know, my wheelhouse in, you know, high school when they were there in Kentucky. And so, yeah, man, but everybody man, got their favorites and, you know, that's depending on that, how old we are. And, that's what I say. I was of the age cause I just turned 30 in September where my real team that I kind of like, 
attached to or knew very well was the team that lost to Dwayne Wade and mm-hmm. when they had you know Eric Daniels, Cliff Hawkins, Gerald Fitch. All yeah. of them were very, very talented and very kind of underrated players that in the pantheon of the recent years, I think it lost for how good they actually were. Yeah, absolutely, man. They they went on a run, they went 126 straight. You know, Keith Bogans was hurt in that Elite Eight game. He was gimpy. He was out there, but he wasn't 100%. And, you know, just like we saw Josh Hubbard tip his hat to, to read today, I mean, we, we had to tip our hat to D-Wade because he, I mean – he killed us, man. He just, I, I mean, I say it all the time. That's what yeah. I love about the era because he just plays like D Wade, just be going downhill, aggressive, attacking. It's like, man, you got to have a player like that on that team. And since he's came back healthy, like we look completely different. So that's true, man. That's we got to run in this for real. Absolutely, man, Scotty. I can't thank you enough for hopping on here, man. Good to meet you, yeah. chop it up, and enjoying the single, man. You, you own it, man. Everybody likes it, and it's it's perfect for the fan base, man. So. Man, doing, it, doing, it, man, it applies to you too, Vinny, because you out here on your job, you making it happen. This is my first time getting you StreamYard and to protect. Oh, there you go. I might cut out a little bit, yeah. yeah. But I just appreciate you so much, man, for real. And thank you for the time having me on, man. I just want to say God bless and go, Cass. Absolutely, Scotty, man. Appreciate you. Everybody, go check right. out Reed and Rob on all those platforms. Definitely gonna like it, man. Scotty Fries, we'll get you back on here again sometime, man. Thank you. That's perfect, man. Have a great rest of the show. We'll catch up soon, okay? All right, man. You too. All right. Got our next guest backstage. Thanks again to Scotty Fries for hopping on here. Follow him at Scotty Fries. We got it scrolling on the screen there. Our second guest, kind enough to hop on. Been looking forward to talking to this lady. Look, y'all see her selfies from Rupp Arena before every game. Tyrese Maxey's biggest fan. She's repping those Sixers. Talking about none other than Carol Craft-Smith. Carol, welcome to the show. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good, hon. How are you? Can't complain. Appreciate you hopping on here. Sorry about the little technical stuff last time, but glad to have you now. No worries. Happy to be here. Yeah, appreciate you. So just... Tell us a little bit about you. I know you. I don't know where you're from in Kentucky, but I'm. I'm just Winchester. Looking. I'm okay. not far from Lexington at all. So okay. Winchester, born and bred, right here. So Clark County. All right. Yeah, all right. Clark County. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's the GRC. So you, you. That's your. That where you went to school. GRC is where I graduated high school. That is right. correct. They got some good teams over there right now too. They They're sure playing do. pretty well. Yeah. 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 For sure. So. Come state tournament time, they always in the mix, you know. They're there, year. they're there. Mm-hmm. So that's it. So we see you. I see you tweeting out the pictures. You and your husband. I'm gonna say he's the other half. You're the better half. That's how it always. The, the, y'all that's wives, how it always is. Look, I've been married 22 years. I know y'all are the better half. We're the we're the <laughs> other half. <laughs> so definitely, you season ticket holder at Rupp Arena. And how long have you how long you've been? We have had tickets for five years. We got in the lottery and lucked out and got tickets. And we got we were actually I love my seats. We've actually got to come down um a little bit since we got them. We're in the new chair backs right behind the bench. 
Oh, really? Got, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're in section 232. So, and I know everybody's going to be like, I know that section because that woman don't sit down the whole ball game. She's up screaming and hollering the whole game. <laughs> um, but they're really good seats. Um, uh, we love it. My husband jokes all the time. He says, Carol, I don't know why we pay for your ticket. You're never in your seat. <laughs> I am in my seat. I rest at halftime. So, yes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, kind of like what what Scotty was saying, you know, he's up and cheering the whole time and there's people around him and, and we've, we've known about this for years with the lower boat. Hey, can you sit down? So you, do you have, are you around the same people or they still um, try to get well, you to sit down? Or? It wouldn't do them any good because I'm not going to sit. Uh, I'm there to stand and cheer on my cats. Um, I haven't been told to sit down. I'm, I'm sure that I'd like for me to, but I will not. Um, we ended up getting tickets right behind Jeff and Stacy Shepard okay. uh -huh. for the old mission. We were probably about six or seven rows up. And for the most part, everybody in that section was up. Uh -huh. They were standing up. So I will, I will give some of them that, but Rupp Arena does frustrate me sometimes. I don't care if it's a lesser known team. Cheer the whole time. You know these young men on the floor hear us. Uh -huh. Absolutely. I know they hear me because I don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in two two thirty two every game. Two thirty two, just about every game. We um we lucked out and got floor seats. We actually got to sit on the floor for the when we played St. Joseph when we went into overtime. Okay. So that okay. was a good game to be on the floor for. So yeah. different experience down there. It's a little bit different. They give you a set of rules you have to follow. Um, you can't, if you stand and cheer, you stand, you sit right back down, which was very hard for me because it's like I've got Mexican jumping beans in my behind. I'm, I'm up and down, up and down. So <laughs> I, I have to get up. So that was very hard for me. You can't stretch your legs out. You have to sit with them up. And I get that, you know, you have to watch for flying balls, they said, or flying players. I'm like, well, all that's fine with me, you know, but yeah. it was, it was an experience to sit on the floor. Very, very different. Yeah, I'd say so. So if I get up there before the season's over, I'm gonna swing by 2:32 and holler at y'all. Then I have all you to... gotta do is holler at me. I'll holler back. All right, I'll come by and say <laughs> hey before before it starts. If I get up there for sure. Um, and back, I think when I first messaged you about coming on, because I knew you know been following each other on Twitter. I think you followed our show account and then mm -hmm. my account and followed you. So I would see your your selfie that y'all take before every game. And I was wanting to get you on, and when it didn't work out to have you on, I think that was right after the Georgia game at home when Big Z first got in, and I oh just wanted to get your, your thoughts. Oh my goodness! You were there. I was there, and, and it was a Rip Arena can get loud. It can get loud in there. Of course, I'm loud, but when Big Z, of course, you know he got freed. I think that day, I think, yeah. or maybe the mm -hmm. day before, when he was coming on the floor it got so loud in there my ears started popping i've never heard it get that loud and it was so electric and i was so excited for him but i told my husband i said we should be like this for every player we should be like this for every player and i got so worked up and got so excited my apple watch is like oh your heart rate's up you need to calm down a little bit <laughs> Thought we had a situation, huh? 
It did that to me, too, when we played Kansas because I'm not a Bill Self fan. So I was all jacked up during that game. It was like, uh, Carol, your heart rate's up. You need to calm it down a little bit. <laughs> it was worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've, what, we've got Arkansas this weekend, Vanderbilt next Wednesday, and then that's it for the, that's for the home it. schedule. And I'm so, so bummed. I would live in Rupp Arena. I believe college basketball ought to be year-round. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice. It's it's to me it always flies by, but this year's went even faster. It's hard to believe it's already. That's March. what I thought because of course I'm a diehard fan, ride or die. I was I got to meet the guys. I went to the women's clinic back before the season started. So I got to interact and meet all the players and such a good group of young men. I was so excited for them. And now I've only got two more games with them, so it makes me a little sad. Yeah, yeah. So that's where, what you had the picture of you and Big Z and Bradshaw, I think. Yeah, they were the calling corner? them the Twin Towers, is what they yeah. were calling them. They're, they were calling them the Twin Towers. And I, I mean, I think I'm tall anyway at 5'5, five, five, but I mean, to stand between these two young men, it was like, wow, you know, yeah. they were so tall. And it was the picture where Big Z is looking down at me talking. My husband said, uh, I want to know what he's saying to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a conversation for sure. So was your husband taking the picture? No, uh, no, that was at the women's clinic. Actually, my best oh, okay. friend Jamie, Jamie was okay. taking that picture. So That's right. That's right. So we all know, too, that you're, you're a big Sixers fan because of Tyrese Maxey. Who, before Maxey came along, who was your favorite player? Who would you? Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back some. I loved Travis Ford. Okay. Um, I loved Kalina Azabuki. Yeah. Um, of course, Skinny Kenny Skywalker. I mean, who doesn't love him? Mm-hmm. Um, I watched him play. You know, Richie Farmer. You know, Winston Bennett. You know, I had quite a few. Yeah. But I have to say, Tyrese Maxey is probably me my all time favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And love Maxey. So, was that maybe when you first got season tickets about when That's he came when along? We first got tickets. That was his first year there. And I was super bummed. I never got to meet him when we were there. Did not oh, get man. to meet him. Um, but I did get to meet, you know, Manuel Quickly, EJ Montgomery, Ashton Hagens. I got to meet quite a few of them. Um, I even got to meet uh, Manuel Quickly's aunt. You know, yeah. her and I, we keep in touch and talk. So oh, nice. pretty cool. But my goal is to meet Tyrese Maxey. We want to go see him play in the NBA, and we want to do it in Philadelphia at his home. So mm-hmm. that'd be nice. That'd be yeah. nice. And he's so personable. I mean, you, I don't know if you saw the other day. I'm sure you did, but the the young kid that he yes. interacted. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I say I'd be the opposite. I'd be grabbing a hold of, not wanting to let go. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it's his it's his work ethic on and off the court. It's mm-hmm. how he carries himself. And, of course, I think he's a great little ball player anyway, but it's how he is in general. Yeah. It's just, sure. you know, he's just love. I love Maxie. So we were watching him in the All-Star game. Super excited. He got to be an All-Star this year. Mm-hmm. So we watched him do that. And it's just I was so, so excited for him. Because, you know, that to me, I think that's a big stage for him, you know. Definitely. Definitely is. There's a lot of casual fans that don't, watch or tune in for that or you know that yeah for, hopefully you know for his sake i hate you know and be 
keeps getting hurt. I hope he can get back healthy because they got a good team and, you know, we're, they were rolling right along and you know, maybe he can still come back and be all right for the playoffs. Cause you know, you want to, you know, Jamal Murray won a championship with Denver and, and yeah. you know, Shea Gildas Alexander is, is guy on a great team in, in Oklahoma city. But, yeah. There's quite a few uh, cats in the NBA right now. So yeah. Yeah. So to see, uh, Maxi in Philadelphia get have a deep run, maybe get to the finals would be good. But hopefully, hopefully they can be healthy and get to get the big man back so he can get a little more help. Have a I would I would love to see it because I just I, I sat you know and watched him his first year. You know he came in when the whole Ben Simmons saga was going on, and oh, yeah. you know he just picked that team up like okay you know here you know I'll do what I can, and th- and that's what he says. He says you know. Uh, it's not about me. It's about my team, and I'm going to play with my team and for my team. So That's how right. can you not love his kid? Mm-hmm. You're exactly <laughs> right. You're exactly right. Um, did you have an NBA team before Maxi? No, I just kind of followed, you know, the mm-hmm. cats. I'd, you know, I'd yeah. follow them around, you know, and just, just keep up with who was playing, you know, who was doing what. But as soon as Maxie made it, it was like, okay, this is where That's I'm it. at. So, That's and, you know, and if he's traded, you know, of course, you know, you hear the trade talks, you know, oh, he's going to go such and such. Well, you know, I'll be that fan now. So. Mm-hmm. And so just to see, like you said, him doing so well and now he's got the, you know, the Maxie on the mic podcast and, and yep. all that. Just, just, you know, and you probably, you, you probably are his number one fan. I think it's, I think you got that wrapped up, Carol. Uh, well, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> we discovered a few years ago that in Kentucky, you know, they've got the UK plate that's blue. It says go, go big blue on it. You can get it personalized now. Okay. So my plate spells M-A-X three Y. Wow. That was his number at Kentucky. So it's uh-huh. Maxi. So if they don't know I'm a fan, they are to know if they get behind me on the road. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, you got creative with your plate. That's that's real nice. Now, I gotta flip the flip and change right quick because I on your your bio also it says that you and in, you're into ballroom dancing. So how did how did that come about? Actually, it was my daughter and son-in-law. They were doing it, and she's like, "Oh, mom, y'all come, you know, come do it." So. Getting Scott to go is like pulling chicken teeth. He was like, Carol, I don't want to go. I, I mean, he literally went kicking and screaming. And I said, Scott, let's just go. They give you a free 30-minute lesson. If you don't like it, we won't do it again. So we walked in, you know, and this teacher comes bounding up. Hey, guys, how are you? And he's like, I just want you to know right now, I don't want to be here. I thought, oh, great. Cameron's like, let's go. So they taught us to hustle with three moves. We walked off the floor. He said, where do I sign? Wow. So, yeah, changed his mind. So we've uh, we've been doing it since 2015. We've been competing probably for, we started competing, I think, in, in about 2016. Um, we're back to dancing together. We were dancing apart for a while. So Ooh. we were competing against each other, and we're both highly competitive. So, so I mean, we just, we, we just, yeah. yeah. So We're out you had, blood against each other. <laughs> so you had a partner, he had a partner. Uh-huh, we did. And y'all would be in the same competitions, competing against each other? We would be in other? the same competitions. So how, okay. How many times did y'all go head to head in competition? Do y'all, do you remember? <sighs> well, the last comp we done was down in Knoxville. 
and we can you know we competed against each other and when they were announcing scores you know when they, they called your name they announced your score and the best score was 60. I looked at Scott and when they announced one of the girls in our studio, she got like a 52. I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to get like a 20. Mm. So uh, we're waiting, you know, and they call my name and my partner comes and gets me. And she said, your score is 60. She said, I enjoyed watching you dance. Your syncopated hustle, she said, was amazing. So I'm kind of just dumbfounded. I'm walking back to my seat. I'm looking at the score sheet and I'm trying to figure it out. Okay, how did I get a 60? I'm grateful, but how did I do this? So they call Scott and him and his partner's walking up and she said, you have a 59. He said, uh, no. <laughs> get the music back on. Put us back on the floor. We are highly competitive. You have to do another dance. Wow. He said, I cannot be one point behind her. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was so fun. So how many do you, yeah, who, like overall, while y'all were going head to head, who won more? Do you, who you... In honesty, I'm going to have to give it to Scott. Oh, I mean, man. he just, yes, he, he has a lot of fun on the floor. He, he, he loves doing it. Um, of course, I love doing it too. But I mean, you know, when I walk out, you know, I, I get nervous, you know, because mm. especially when you're at a competition, we have, we have been fortunate to get to train with pros so you have these pros judging you and mm. to walk out and look up and see a pro you're like holy crap you know i mean there's this pro here and it, it'll make you nervous i mean you know and you know one little step you know on the floor it, I, they take points off like for my hair like my hair right now is down in my face my hair is literally glued to my head they put elmer's glue in my hair they glue it to my head because if hair falls on your face that's points off it's yeah ballroom is a whole different ball game and anybody that says it's not hard they need to come dance because i thought you know i'll follow this is good you know i could lead they did a lead and follow workshop where i got to lead i did a bit more know what i was doing than a man on the moon <laughs> so when you said your hair is glued it looks like you got pretty long hair too does i it? do have long hair so you have to you have to kind of get that situated to, before you go well and they just started a few years ago letting you do half up and half down but mm. again it has to be off your face okay and, i mean and and getting washing it out you can't just you have to watch her you can break you'll break off a section of your hair you have to let that glue run out with as hot a water as you can stand mm. and of course the makeup is is so thick i feel like they put it on with a putty knife and i'm thinking why is this on so thick and they're like they got to be able to see you 30 feet across the floor. Mm. They got to be able to see you when you're moving, you know, see your face, see your hair, you know, make sure you've got perfect lines. Oh right. yeah. It's, a, it's a whole new world. So you're just, you and your partner, it's more you and your partner, only ones on the floor and it's a pretty big space and for them to need to see you from 30 feet away to judge if you're you. Doing, I mean. If you're doing a show dance, it's just you and your partner. But when you're competing, they do what they call heats. Uh, in smooth, you've got waltz, tango, Viennese waltz, foxtrot. Yeah. That's your smooth. And you're out there probably with 20 other couples on the floor. Okay. Wow. I mean, yeah, you have a you have a full floor. And if you know anything about ballroom dancing and seen any of it, you know, you just, you take it. I, and that's where the man comes into play. You know, your leader, you have to follow him because he's going to take you and put you where you need to go on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not where you think you need to go. So, and it's the same thing, you know, in your rhythm, you know, you've got hustle, cha-cha, rumba, swing, um, 
salsa and mambo, you know, you'll have 20 to 30 couples out there on the floor. Man. So, yeah. So, where are you? You said you traveled to Knoxville. Where are you? We've been to Knoxville. We have, uh, Atlanta was the first big one we did. It was a real right. big one. It was, yeah, it was in Atlanta. And it was, that was, it was so cool because we, your, your amateurs, which is what we are, they danced of a morning and stuff. And then your pros danced in the evening and did their pro shows. So, it was really cool to sit there and watch the pros dance in the evening and be like, I was on that floor this morning. <laughs> I got to dance that floor. So it was really, really cool. So, oh, and we... yeah, it, it, you know, you get, you get to wear the, you know, the fancy dresses, you know, I have a dress designer who, who designs my dresses. Um, by Scott and I, our last name being Smith, we use the song. Oh, Scott just commented. Yes, I remember. She's one point ahead of me. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but we used the song from the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith in the uh, in the movie The Assassin's Tango. So Scott okay. and I actually have a show dance to that where we wow. fight on the floor, so to speak. I have a dress that's got a slit in it, and I carry a little toy gun and a garter on my wow. leg. And, okay. Yeah, and we get yeah. to we get to fight, so to speak, on the dance floor, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. And you got a one point lead. So with y'all being as competitive as you are, how how was the car ride home depending on whoever won or lost with both y'all You know, it, it was it was really good. We we're both we're very, very supportive of each other. We might be competitive, but if I'm not on the floor at the same time he is, I, I'm just like I am in a U, UK ball game. Mm -hmm. I am up cheering. I you know, we call him Sparky. That's what we call okay. him on the dance floor. You know, I'm like, go Sparky, you know, get it Sparky. And I usually wait till it's quiet so he can hear me. Um, mm -hmm. But we're, we're very, we're very much, you know, we, we cheer each other on. So it's not too terrible. I don't usually rub it in his face too much because I know that he's coming after me. Yeah. If we ever, if we ever decide to dance apart again, I know he's coming after me. So I know that it's, it's going to be on. I'll have to bring my A game for sure. Yeah. Uh, so how long y'all been married? We have been we've been together for twenty four years, married twenty two in March. Okay, all right, yeah, right around twenty three for us in August. So yeah, right there, about, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Thank you for educating me on the ballroom dancing. <laughs> and it's fun. You are to try it. I mean, like I said, he went kicking and screaming, and he'll tell you he went kicking and screaming. But it was something that you know. And at first, we just got to just got into doing it just something to do together. It was fun. We got to you know meet people, hang out, you know, and then we started you know, work it on, you know, competing, you know, and when you're getting ready for a comp, it's nerve wracking. Mm. I mean, it is nerve wracking. The first, the first show we did, we did a show dance and that was the Mr. and Mrs. Smith tango. And, you know, we were doing it in our studio. You're doing it for your friends and family that are there, you know, and we walk up, you know, and I'm taking my spot on the floor and somebody, you know, was like, Oh, you go Carol, get it. And I'm like, I got this. Well, the second I got into frame, I was, I was just shaking. Um, I shook the whole time. And Scott's got a hold of me. He's like, "Oh my God, she's shaking." You know what am I going to do? And I'm, I, and I mean, I was a nervous wreck. So uh, I've always got the jitters when I take the floor. So right, right. usually about the second to the last day, and I'm good. So right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, good stuff. Good stuff. Appreciate the, you taking the time to to come on and, and of course talk about the cats for sure. And Love Maxie and 
the Georgia game and and this, I mean, this Alabama game. The Alabama, oh, the, talk about the Alabama game too before you. Since I, I tell you what, I I looked at my husband, you know, when the game got started, I said, we're winning this game. And of course, you know, we got a few people. We have some people behind us. They are, they're the best coaches in the business. I don't even know why we have Coach Cal. I'm telling you, they are the best coaches in the business. I, I don't know why we got, we got our coach. And I just, I, sometimes I just want to turn around and say, will you shut up? But I don't, I just, I keep on, I just keep on cheering, drowning them out. But I, I knew we were going to do it because I, I could just, I could see it in their faces after LSU. Mm-hmm. I knew we could do it. And it didn't help. I had Alabama people around me and I thought, hmm. I really gonna have to be good, and I don't want to, because I always tell my husband I'm gonna behave, and I never do. So, but the, to watch them, to watch to watch these kids on the floor, it was just you could see they wanted it. You could yeah. see they wanted this win, and I really hope we get Trey Mitchell back. You know, for the last two home games, I don't know mm-hmm. if we will. You know, I, I've been watching to see, um, but they you could tell they they all care about one another they all care you know when they when they come off the floor like i said i'm behind the bench so i can see it you know they're encouraging each other and talking to each other and they played some very very good ball against alabama and i just Mm -hmm. i i knew we had it but i told my husband i said these slow starts i said they're giving me heart palpitations they're gonna have to get this stuff going Yes, you know, exactly. within the first five minutes, I want us to be up by 30. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that makes what they did last night so much more impressive. Cause it was, I mean, it was 14 to three in the blink of an eye oh. and then they just kept clawing and scratching and, back. Oh my goodness. Know. When I'm in RUP, the, the joke around the house is when I, I'm a clean freak anyway, when, when I get nervous, I clean. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody jokes, oh, I bet your, your row at Rupp's clean. Yeah, it's pretty clean, you know, because I'm nervous. But when, when I'm there, I'm confined. I'm there, I'm going to cheer. At home, it's like, I can get up and walk away from this. So, you know, I'm looking for stuff to clean. I'm nervous, you know, and I hear Scott Hall. I'm like, don't tell me, don't tell me that I'm nervous. Okay, what's going on? You got to tell me. Yeah. So I just, I, you know, I was super excited when he, come up, he came and told me, he said, we're up eight. I said, shut up. And then he said, oh, they just hit a three. I said, okay, don't tell me. Don't tell me anything yeah. else. Don't tell me anything else. You know, then I'm getting nervous. So I'm going, I come back downstairs. And I'm going on to something else. And he comes up in the kitchen and he said, Reed got up and, and he shot it. And he shot a two-pointer. And I'm like, did we win? Just tell me we win first. Then tell me how we done it. Because <laughs> I'm in cool. here on pins and needles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was great, great win. Like I said, they had the heart, and I'm so, so excited for this team. I really, really think that that – of course, I always think they're always going to win. We're going to win a national championship. But I, I I think they can really, really do it if they if they put their minds to it. If they keep it quick, and they, they definitely – Definitely get themselves a good chance. They sure do. You know, the the Gonzaga game bunned me out. I just really, really knew we had that game. And I just, yeah, I was super, super bummed on that one. So, and I am one I will pout. I will pout for days <laughs> when we lose. So, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's yeah, because we, we live and breathe it. So, that's how you know, oh, those, I, those I, I tell you what, it's about the round ball in my house, you know, and, my husband, when we first got together, I lived in Illinois. I lived up there for nine years. So when we first, you know, we're dating and stuff, he said, oh, I want to take you to see the fighting Illini. You know, you got to see this basketball team. I'm like, 
you ain't seen college ball till you've seen Kentucky. I'm like, uh-huh. really? And of course, that's when Bill Self was there, so I was not a fan anyway. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm like, uh, no, thank you. So I brought him down here and took him to a Kentucky basketball game. He's like, okay, you win. So he is a he is a diehard basketball fan. Of course, he played basketball, so that is his that's his wheelhouse. But yeah, I'm always excited during round ball season. So yeah, and you're like my 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 co-host Terry. You know, if you see him on Twitter, he's like you. He he he's cleans and that nervous energy, and he'll oh. he'll clean the whole house and vacuum this and scrub that. The whole thing's just like you during the game. He wasn't able to stay on. This evening, the whole time, but y'all are both nervous cleaners when the kids. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, the kids will tell you you can eat off the floor, and it's like I don't recommend <laughs> anybody doing that. But it's I, I get nervous, and I mean, I will go from one extreme to another, you know. And I and I have to tell Scott, okay, don't react. I don't want to hear you react. Don't holler. Don't say anything because I don't because then I get really really nervous. Because in Rupp, I can you know I can let that aggression out, you know. I, because I'm the one that will tell the refs they suck, and I'll wait till it's quiet and scream it out because I want them to hear me. And I like to think yeah. that they can hear me. So, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, you got, got a good strategy, Carol. You sure do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time to hop on here. It's so nice to be able to well, talk to you, see each, other, see each other yeah. on Twitter and, and retweet each other and all that. So to, to get you on here and, and talk about the cats was a lot of fun. And Next time I'm there for a home game, I'm going to come over there and holler at y'all in your section. Just for look sure. for me. Just look sure. for me. Well, appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the evening, and let's beat you Arkansas too. this weekend. And, oh, we and got this. A- <laughs> for sure. But thank you so much. <laughs> and appreciate you. you. Appreciate you taking the time, Carol. I really do. Thank you. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm. Carol Craft-Smith. And thanks to Carol. Thanks to Scotty. Had a good episode this evening. Got Arkansas Saturday. And look, it's March. It's time to keep it going. It'll be March in a couple days. So it's that time. You know, time for the high schools to get it going. State tournament time, NCAA tournament time. That's what we've been waiting for. So enjoyed everybody taking the time to listen. Appreciate our guest. Appreciate the BS3 Network for putting us on. Check out the Autograph app. Listen to podcasts, read articles get points for doing so appreciate everybody took the time once again this is episode of cats talk wednesday no show next week we back in two weeks uh but keep following us on twitter just put a poll out about court storming y'all comment and react to the poll and we'll holler at y'all a week well not this wednesday but next wednesday episode of cats talk wednesday so for tb scotty fries and carol smith this is Vinny hardy Another episode of Cats Talk Wednesday on the BS3 Network. We'll holler at y'all later.